Happy holidays to you and yours. I'm with you, Dominic Carter, for the next two hours here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot to get to this first hour. I am not a big fan of California Governor Gavin Newsom at all. But when a person is correct, when they come correct, you have to give them credit. Gavin Newsom, of all people, is slamming efforts to block Trump from the California ballot. In Newsom's words, we defeat candidates at the polls. And he's right. He's absolutely right. You may have just heard me and Curtis Lee were discussing this. Migrants, migrants staying at Floyd Bennett Field have started going door to door in nearby neighborhoods begging for cash, clothing, food, cash, clothing, food. It is horrible. Imagine you own a home in that area and you're paying these high taxes and you have a community you enjoy. And now you have migrants that are showing up, families in tow, single males, just knocking on your door. Absolutely horrible. Trump says he will debate Biden, debate season, folks, and that he would spar with a GOP rival if it's very close after the New Hampshire primary. Plus, normally, I would never play something in a million years from anti-Semite Minister Louis Farrakhan, especially considering his relationship with the Jewish community. But, you will hear something he said a few years ago. You'll never guess who he was praising. Donald Trump. I told you folks, Trump has an established relationship with the black community. I told you on a personal level, he's always been cool with communities of color. So Democrats did a great job making sure this one was buried and did not get out. Plus, Lindsey Graham, Senator Graham, is promising a war on New York over the proposed Chick-fil-A bill. I'll explain that also coming up. And let's go ahead and open up the phone lines on this Christmas Eve We are 54 minutes away from Christmas, and you can reach us here at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And in between the calls, I want to sprinkle in different calls of what are some of your Christmas traditions. Are you doing anything special in just a couple of hours in honor of Christmas and the holiday season? But again... Let's start with Gavin Newsom, and he's calling the spade a spade. 
that the efforts to block Trump from the California ballot, he says we defeat candidates at the polls. So we all know Trump was disqualified in what was a horrible, unfair move. The man has not been convicted of anything. He was disqualified from appearing on Colorado's Republican primary ballot earlier uh, after a ruling from the state Supreme Court. And, of course, a number of other states are now exploring, guess what, the same idea of barring Trump from their ballots, including New York. I'm not a fan of Newsom, but I'm giving him credit for this. Newsom is throwing cold water on the effort to block Trump from the California ballot, warning it is undemocratic. Quoting Newsom here. There is no doubt that Donald Trump is a threat to our liberties and even to our democracy, as he said in the statement. But in California, we defeat candidates at the polls. Everything else is a political distraction. Now, we all know this is all pending. This is all stayed pending a final ruling from the Supreme Court and the effort, the effort to Boot Trump from the ballot in California has been gaining steam, but it's a good thing that the Democratic governor is saying no, no, an absolute no. Now, Farrakhan. File this one under a tape that just disappeared. Now, I put this in the same category. You may recall Obama and Reverend Jeremiah Wright, his controversial sermons that went way over the line. And remember when Obama said that I ever hear him make remarks that could be considered controversial while I sat in church? Yes, but he didn't say that up front, uh, outright, out the gate. Well, over the weekend, I was looking at Twitter and uh, Farrakhan was trending. Again, under normal circumstances, I would never play or concentrate on anything that Farrakhan says. However, in this case, I want you to listen to this. And it's quite interesting because at the time, Trump was still president. And in this clip, Farrakhan is praising Trump. But we never heard this tape. Farrakhan appeared on a Chicago radio station, but just like uh, Jeremiah Wright, where it took, what, about a year before it went public, this Farrakhan tape still is not in the mainstream. Now, there is no doubt about it that Trump is gaining steam in the black community. Not just my words, polling indicates that. We all know he's doing quite well. Um, in terms of all the polls overall. Not my words, scientific polling. I want you to listen to this. Again, normally I would never play Farrakhan, but I want you to listen to what he says, praising, at the time, President Trump. The nature of this administration is good for us. Because of Trump's way, he is an anomaly. There's never been no president quite like Mr. Trump. There's something that he's doing. Trump 
is destroying every enemy that was an enemy of our rise. Who's the enemy of our rise? Is it the Department of Justice where we get none? Is it Congress where you make a law that favors us and then you turn around and destroy it? Is it the media that has destroyed every black leader that stood up for us? Martin Luther King suffered it. Malcolm suffered it. He's attacking the media. Calls it fake news. We have been the victims of some fake news. Yes. <laughs> He's beating up the FBI. Go I at mean, it, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> They've been beating the hell out of us yeah. ever since J. Edgar Hoover and the counter. And that's uh, Farrakhan, anti-Semite Farrakhan, praising President Donald Trump. No, stop your head from spinning around. Mine, mine, mine went around a couple of times. Farrakhan praising Trump. And somehow that video didn't really make it to the mainstream. I wonder why. I wonder why it did not. Interesting. Migrants staying at Floyd Bennett Field, you heard Curtis Lee and myself discussing this, have started going door to door in nearby neighborhoods to beg for cash. It's a big problem, just as all of us predicted. And the home ring cameras in the area are on overdrive within a several-mile radius near Floyd Bennett Field. Migrants going home to home, begging for money, food, clothing, and local residents are furious, calling it an invasion. Of course, the migrants are staying at the tent shelter at Floyd Bennett Field, and they're literally going door to door. At one home, the ring camera captured one of the uh, migrant families with their kids with them, recently knocking on the front door some four miles from the city-run shelter site. One of the residents there, 62-year-old David Fitzgerald, says he's noticed a big increase of asylum seeker families showing up on his doorsteps in Brooklyn's Marine Park neighborhood in recent weeks asking for spare change. You know how irritated we all get when a, when a homeless person or a beggar is asking you for spare change on the subway? Imagine what it's like now when they're banging on your door, knocking on your door. And, of course, this is sparking safety concerns among some of the neighborhoods. Now, he goes on to say that there's definitely an invasion of immigrants from Floyd Bennett Field in the neighborhood. And he sees them, as Curtis Lewa has said, sitting outside, outside the mall, going around to all the houses in the neighborhood, knocking on the doors, looking for money. He says he sympathizes with their situation, but to have people knocking at your door, looking for food that don't speak English is annoying. I see your telephone calls coming in as we are now only 45 minutes away from Christmas at the top of the hour I will continue with some of the stories that we are covering, including a 60 minutes clip I want to talk to you folks about. It's about what's going on in Israel, how the people that were taken by Hamas 
the the hostages and uh, 60 Minutes met with uh, one of the families that was fortunate enough to get away. And um, I'm going to break that down in just a second. But let's start with some of your telephone calls. Let's begin with Michael in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Good evening, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Congratulations, Dominic. You hit the nail right in the coffin where it belongs. As it relates to what? These uh, migrants. They should stay at Floyd Bennett Field, not going anywhere else. If they want to go somewhere else, give them directions to the library so they can sit in on a English as a second language to help them understand if they intend to stay here. If not, they can go back to Venezuela or wherever they came from. I, I like your I like your second option. Uh, we already have enough problems with the library system in terms of because of budget cuts because of the migrants, where many of them are now closed on on Sundays, and that was a crowning achievement of the Dinkins administration for libraries to be open on Sunday. Thank you for the call, Michael. And now here we are, all these years later, and the libraries are going back to being closed on Sundays. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Eli in Brooklyn. Good evening, Eli. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, Dominic. Um, I was, it's interesting. I didn't think it would actually hit the news, this story about uh, migrants going from door to door, but I was actually sent my wife for pictures this morning um, of them actually um, walking around asking for people for money in, 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 my, in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, in Mobeson. And people were actually giving them money, candy. They were walking out with kids. Um, heartbreaking to see a little kid uh, walking with their parents. But, yeah, this is actually happening in our, in our local communities. Now, the, the kids that are with them, do, do the kids seem, frankly, like props? Or, or, they, or do, does it just seem that, you know, mom and dad with, with their child? Or are the kids being used as props to get money, to get food, to was, get clothes? I, I, I was actually looking into it, trying to figure that out. I think it looked genuine that they were actually parents. The kids didn't look like he was, like, being told to do something specific. They, they, they weren't being a nuisance, but, like, it looked like they, they were definitely looked like a – no, they looked like a father, mother, and a child, I think, to be honest. But it is happening when people get – I saw somebody giving them money – and a cake from the convenience store. And it, it's happening. And they were with a wagon. They were already holding up signs. We were looking for work. Um, the, I took a picture. She had a sign, a cardboard box saying, um, we're looking for work. So, yeah, it's happening. It's, it's spreading this, this issue. It's spreading to more than just the city in Manhattan. And, I, you know, before I move on, Eli, how does that make you feel? I, I know we're, we're 40 minutes away from Christmas and we're supposed to have a festive and joyous mood. And granted, we can all have that. But when you see these migrants in, in your neighborhood, uh, in Brooklyn, in the area, how does that make you feel? And, and the migrants in particular uh, begging, for lack of a better term. It, it, 
now today I could see somebody like a father and a mother and a child, and tomorrow it could be somebody dangerous. It is scary. I mean, we we, we just recently had to get some more self-defense, um, legal self-defense uh, tools to keep us uh, to keep to just stay vigilant. It's not comfortable at all. I mean, we know our neighborhood. We're not such a busy community. We're not such a busy. And all of a sudden now we have a lot of people that we don't know their faces. We don't know who they're coming from, and it's they're they're stationed a 15-minute walk from our community. It's scary. It's definitely something that we're not comfortable with. What If they could adapt and migrate into society and become helpful to, to, the, to the city, then why not? But if they're going to become just a burden and everything is going to get more expensive because of them, then we got to rethink what we're doing with them. Well, it's going to be uh, it's going to definitely be interesting to see how this plays out. Eli, thank you and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony is calling from Anthony's calling us from Franklin Square, Long Island. Good evening, Anthony. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, I want to just tell you how much I appreciate the way you present uh yourself in the show and I really look forward to listening to you. Well, thank you. That's right, very kind of you to say. Get to. Go right ahead. What happens when Americans that don't have enough for themselves and can't take this harassment, being begged for money, food and clothing, what happens when they look at it as the government has allowed this to happen? They caused an invasion that we can't afford as a nation, let alone individuals. What happens when we start turning violent on these migrants? Now, I hate to say this. You already know the answer. Holy holiday. Well, I don't know. How do you deal with an invasion? I guess our, our country don't care. I mean, don't the citizens have to rise up and handle this in a certain way? Well, we just you, you, you know what, Anthony? I, abuse? You know what, Anthony? I, I, would, I don't, I don't want to be a hypocrite on this, Anthony, because um, I don't think I would respond well. Uh, if migrants started knocking on my door in uh, in Pomona, New York. I, I don't think my entire residential neighborhood, as a matter of fact, I don't think the police would respond well. Uh, our county executive has been very uh, vocal in his op- opposition against migrants. So, you know, you, you raise a, a very good point. And certainly this is not the time of year to deal with this but it is the reality of what's in front of us right now so anthony i i've got to take a break you know what anthony let let's do this i want you to pause for a second because i really want to have sure. this conversation with you pause for a second it is time for a break we are now about 37 minutes away from christmas you are listening to talk radio 77 w abc Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you on this Christmas Eve. The lead story we're discussing right now, migrants staying at Floyd Bennett Field have started going door to door in nearby neighborhoods to beg for cash. I was just talking to Anthony Anthony, so what I wanted to ask you before the break is I think we're all frustrated. In your opinion, 
what happens next? Well, I live in North Carolina half the year, and I won't tell you what town because it really doesn't matter. And it never makes it to the news, but there's been home invasions by migrants. Okay, now how are we supposed to deal with that as individuals? Um, my mother's elderly. I have aunts and uncles who are elderly that can't defend themselves. Are we supposed to take up arms against these people? They, they, they technically are invaders of our nation. They're here to take. Well, there, there's no there's no doubt about that. Anthony, I want you to stay with me for a second. I'm going to bring in a, a second call in New Jersey. Dave, both of you live and on my screen here, it says that Dave feels bad for the migrants. Dave, you're live with Anthony. I want you two guys to talk to each other. Dave, you go right ahead, please. Well, I mean, I know I definitely understand why people are frustrated, and I'm not, I'm not coming to argue with that. I just want to say that you know they're not bad people. Look, look, I definitely get why someone would be frustrated. I mean, I'd be frustrated if they were knocking on my door, but like. I don't like how they're being portrayed as like, you know, like evil people invading the city. Fair enough, Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I grew up and my dad had multiple businesses and he would hire people who got here um, through the legal process of immigration. And they would be in and out of my house and helping on the weekends, doing work, making money, employed by my father. So I'm very compassionate towards everybody, but I grew up around people who got here legally through immigration. It's the ones that are here that haven't been vetted. We don't know what they're all about. They might look as they, they might look as peaceful as can be, but really have only one intention and that's to hurt you and take your goods. Oh, 100%. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, I'm also, I, I'm also frustrated with the situation. I don't think they should be doing what they're doing. But I just want to say, like, you know, if these people would be here legally, you know, everyone should be doing their best, like, you know, to help them find them work. And, yeah, I know I, I, definitely, I definitely understand why someone would be frustrated. Okay, but, but wait, yes. Dave. Wait, wait, hold on, Anthony. So so you understand why people are frustrated but you want them to be treated better. No, no, I'm not, I'm not even saying that, that people should be treating them differently. I'm just saying that they're not necessarily evil. We definitely have to be wary of them. But, you know, be careful, you know, don't let your kids, you know, get too close. But, like, you know, it doesn't mean that they're evil. Right, no, no, one, no one said, Dave, that, that, that they're evil, but I think... You know, they're just looking for, for, like, you know, a better place. Okay, but but Dave, but but there's a system in place that no, you're right about that that everybody should adhere to, and what they're doing is literally trying to jump the line, and it's not fair to everyone else. And they are you're looking for, for right. they're they're looking for a handout. Unfortunately, they may want to work, and they may no, be hard you. workers. Yes, go right ahead. Listen, now we know for a fact that a lot of these people have been let out of prisons and they've been convicted of violent crimes, okay? So what about these people? I mean, we feed them, what, we invite them in our house, we open the door and they bull rush us and they come in, tie us up and take everything and God forbid kill or rape 
or who knows what. We don't know who these people are. We don't know their past. We don't know their history because they're not here legally. Well, Anthony, no, yeah. Anthony, thank you, Dave. You'll have the final say before I go to the, to the other callers. Go right ahead, Dave, and thank you, Anthony, for joining us. You're definitely right. These people should not be here illegally. I didn't mean to come across, you know, as saying that they, you know, definitely we don't want people here if we don't know where they're from. They, they could very well be dangerous people. They should not be inviting them into your house. My point is that they aren't necessarily. Well, fair enough, Dave. Thank you, and happy holidays to uh, both of you. Folks, a number of stories we're going to update you on this evening. I'm with you until 1 a.m. Happy holidays to you and your family and early Merry Christmas and early by about 31 minutes. Are we going to follow up on, you know, it's amazing. the All of this stuff about electric, 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 cars, electric, electric. The MTA is now stating that they are not confident that electric buses are ready for New York City streets. Billions of dollars at stake. And that is the situation. We'll update you on that. Plus, Trump says he will debate Biden and would spar with a GOP rival if it's very close after the New Hampshire primary. Let's continue with your telephone calls, Greg in New Jersey. Good evening, Greg. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I think that we should get all the... Democratic politicians, their names and their addresses, and give that to the migrants when they knock on anybody's doors. They're the ones that invited them in. They're the ones that should help them. Send them right to their front door. (laughs) Sounds like a good idea, Greg, if you ask me. One of the best ideas I've heard in a while. Well, they're the ones that are asking for them. Let them have them. This is true, right? Now, imagine how different the scenario would be at that point. Uh, you know, well, that's on them. They're the ones that invited these people in here. Send them right to their front door. Uh, send them to their back doors, too, and the back <laughs> windows. <laughs> let, let them have a field day. Give them all their addresses, their names, and their phone numbers, if we can do it. Fair enough, Greg, in New Jersey. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Let's go to Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Mike. Mike, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Merry Christmas to everybody. Same right Uh, back at you. Yes, yes. Uh, with the migrants. I mean, they're, like, knocking on my back door. They're over there in uh, uh, Floyd Bennett. I'm in Garrison Beach. That's right between Sheepshead Bay and Marine Park. I mean, it's just a matter of time they're going to be over here. What am I? And this is ridiculous. I'm on, I'm on a Social Security disability income. That's it. That's my income. Now the city's going to take my money, give it to them, cut all my services away. Where do you go, you know, from there? You think there's any way to sue the city, the state, and the, and the federal government? For taxation with no representation? Yeah, that's a rhetorical question, Mike. You you know what the answer probably is. No, no, and no. Yeah, I figured that already, but, I mean, there's got to be something to do here. I mean, this is getting really ridiculous. I agree. 
I, I agree with you, Mike. Thank you for the call. And Brooklyn, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. Norman in Brooklyn as well. Good evening, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Tom. Same to you and your family. Thank you, sir. Um, I, look, I, my community, Canarsie, I have not, well, I've not seen anybody, nobody's not banged on my door yet, yet. But I have seen uh, migrants there all over the streets here, uh, and I have been hit up for money, and they don't speak English, so they pull up, uh, like, I've been stopped by a woman, and she, with a, with a baby, and she, I, I thought she needed directions, and then she pulled up, like, uh, some something on her phone It said, can you give me money or something like that? And I wow. said, no, no, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I can't help you. So, and because they're all over the place here now. And a matter of fact, there, there are vans now on the streets here in Canarsie. They've got some new hustle where they're getting vans. They're pooling their money and they're living out of vans. Okay. So wait a minute. You, know, you said, I, you said they're living out of vans. Yeah. I got a motor home here. He's in illegal and he's living out of some motor home right here in front of my house. I've been trying to get rid of him now for a couple of like a couple of months now. I've contacted some politicians and stuff. And they've been taken into the van because his plates are expired. And I don't know. And uh, the cops just aren't doing anything about it. So, so wait a minute. This man, know. this man is live. Is he a migrant? I think so. Cause he's okay. barely speaks English, okay. you know, and, and, and he's and, taking up residence on a public street yes. in front of your home that you pay taxes. Uh, yeah. For. Well, the house next to me and both me and my neighbor who is also an immigrant, but is an elite is a legal immigrant uh, and a doctor. We're both uh, trying to get rid of this guy, but we're not having much success with it. And uh, it's just an eyesore to see a van. I mean, uh, you know, he hasn't blocked my, my driveway yet, yet, but, uh, and he doesn't move it. It pretty much stays there. And he moves it like when they have the, uh, they have the you know, they're going to move it when they clean the streets and stuff. So he's crafty enough to move it uh, when they clean the streets. And then he, he tries to move back to that spot. And I'm not home to, like, block it, you know, get some get somebody to block it. But, you know, that's it's just this stuff's going on all over. It's going over in Mill Basin, in Marine Park in Georgetown, in Garrison Beach, where your previous caller called from. This, this is happening now. They're banging on doors now. And, you know, and not everybody, not every one of these migrants is a good person. And, this is, and, and let me tell you something. Uh, this, is, this, is what I'm, well, this is what I'm really fearing. Since COVID, a lot of my neighbors have moved away. So now Canarsie, okay, is all private homes, and a lot of, a lot of people have moved away. So their homes are like... They're sitting there. There's nobody living in there. And I'm saying, well, it's only a matter of time before these guys get crafty enough to bust into these houses and squat. You are correct. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, or bust into my house when I'm away and rob me. You know, I, I you know, it's just this is it's gotten out of hand. And it's, uh, you know, it seems to me the politicians in Manhattan, they don't care as much because they have they live in buildings with concierges. And so they don't have people, you know, come into their building and banging on their door. You know, it's these it's people like me. I mean, I'm living in this house. and It's the home I grew up in for 60 years. It's people like me that's dealing with this garbage. Well, and you, so you, it's, you, you know, know what, Norm, it's, it's, I, I, I want you to finish. I want you to finish your thought. But, Norm, I have to be honest with you. 
you are a better man than me. And what I mean by that is that um, migrants are are not in front of my home, but uh, where I live at, if <laughs> if you even park, a lot of people uh, like to, I don't know why, even if they're going to the house across the street or down the road, I guess mm-hmm. because my house is the first one on the block across the street from town hall, they like to park halfway on my grass and halfway on the street. And thus, as you might imagine, the grass is all dead. It, it looks almost like dirt and concrete because of all of these vehicles and delivery trucks. And, Norm, here's why you're a better man than me. If you pull up in front of my house, and and technically I'm not supposed to say anything to you if you're parking partially on a public street, but mm-hmm. out of security concerns because of what I do for a living and, and you know, and so on, and we have the house high-tech with cameras and so on, but I don't want anybody even stopping in front of my home because of what I do for a living. And so whenever I see a vehicle in front of my home, and th- th- this is a suburban street, I come outside right away, either either uh, slippers on, uh, shorts on, T-shirt, whatever. And I'm like, excuse me, can you please move? I don't care where you put it, but you got to get out of here and and move it. So, And nine and a half out of ten people, to their credit, have been uh, respectful and moved mm-hmm. their vehicles from in front of my home. You know, they don't know who I am, but but they don't. But, you know, I, I just I, I'm not comfortable with it. So I feel right. your pain, Norm. And I can only imagine you're right with the houses that are that are uh, empty in your area. And when you're not mm-hmm. home day side, it, they're going to step this up. And that's a problem, a big problem. Yeah. And, and what concerns me is, is I have called the police. I have made, uh, you know, I have report numbers. Uh, they've come, they finally have ticketed him. I think for his light, his plates are expired, but it's a $65 fine. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just, you know, I looked at the ticket and I put it back on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just whatever. Uh, these things just didn't happen even four or five years ago. And it just seems like these things are happening more and more now. And what it, it seems to me is they want to drive me out of the neighborhood. I already got my, my, my doctor friend who lives on the corner. And he's like, we're going to move. We're going to move. We can't take this any longer. We can't take this any longer. It's just, you know, it's just like it was It was a, a beautiful, I'll let Curtis tell you about Canarsie. I mean, it was a beautiful neighborhood. And it's just, it's just, uh, you know, it's just being bombarded with, you know, all this stuff here. And, you know, it just seems to be, you know, when I hear people talking of compassion and compassion, I said, well, it, it hasn't hit you yet, you know, and when it hits you, maybe you won't be so compassionate. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, all I got is this house here. I mean, I'm not a rich man, and it's, you know, it seems like they're they're going to kill my. Yeah, I know the house is still worth money, but it's just, uh, you know, you can't be good for property value because you got people right. living. Right, they're going to kill the property value. I mean, yeah. I hate, I hate the. Put that on you, Norm, and thank you for the call. I, I really hate to put that on you, but um, let's put it this way. It's certainly not going to help property values. And a programming note, folks, in just a few hours, I will be back with you. I'm uh, on air Christmas Day. We're 20 minutes from Christmas. 
I will be on air from 10 a.m. until noon and for Brian Kilmeade. And so to, to you folks that say, oh, we want to hear Dominic during the day. I will be on during the day tomorrow, 10 a.m. until noon and for Brian Kilmeade. Merry Christmas. Let's go to Julie in Rockland County. Good evening, Julie. What's on your mind? Well, regarding the migrants and coming to people's homes, they're also all over the parking lots here in Rockland County trying to sell gum, coming right up to you, knocking on car doors when you're sitting in the car. And when you say no, they, they keep knocking. So they've been in the Aldi in Nanuet. They're in the Aldi now in North Rockland. They're in the Dollar Tree Shopping Center in Valley Cottage. You can't even walk to a store now or sit in your car without having someone come up and try and sell you gum or candy. And when you say no, they get very aggressive and rude. And and when you said no, what they became aggressive to you, Julie? Oh, yeah. They, they sit there. They keep knocking harder on the door. Oh, mommy, please buy mommy, mommy. Well, uh, I, I, no, I, I, keep... you know, Julie, I, I, I know that's happened to you because the language you just used is exactly the language that they do use. It's either mommy or poppy, and they say it over and over and over. And so where yeah, does this all end, Julie, in your opinion? I don't know. I mean, maybe we need people patrolling parking lots, you know, law officers where they, they're known to be. It's because it's if you're by yourself, who knows what they're going to do? I mean, yes, it's daylight, but anything can happen in daylight, and, and they get very, like I said, very aggressive. Now, Julie, one thing that I am a little curious about, as a Rockland County resident myself, uh, we know that law enforcement they don't in Rockland, they don't take any nonsense. So how is this able to happen when we know the police in Rockland are very professional, but they don't right. take any nonsense? So how is it still happening? I don't know because I, I, I said I told them I was going to call the police, and then they started walking down Route Nine W to the Stop and Shop in um, West Haverstraw. So when you say you're going to call the police, and they leave and go to another parking lot, and so by the time the police respond, they're gone. Right. Wow. So, but it's just so dangerous, and you can't even, like I said, sit in your car and put ways on to try and figure out where you're going next, or to make a phone call without having someone come up to your car and harass you. Julie, how many times has this happened to you? Oh, it's it's all the time. Every every time I go to the Aldi in Anuet, they're always there. I saw for the first time in Aldi in uh, North Rockland the other day. I hadn't seen them up that far yet, but that was the first time. But every time I'm in Aldi in Anuet, every time I'm at the the Dollar Tree in Valley Cottage, all the time. You know, I, I you know, Julie, I am just so glad. Most people uh, listening are not familiar with Rockland County, which is where I reside, which is where Julie's calling from. I am just so thankful that my kids are out of school. My kids were in the East Ramapo uh, School District, Julie, which is not very good. They've been sued uh, repeatedly, uh, state takeover. And, you know, the schools in Rockland, Clarkstown, uh, New City, and so on, they used to be very good. I don't know what they are now, but I know that, and this is going back about 20 years uh, with my daughter, th- there was no way in hell that my daughter was going to Spring Valley High School. And so um, we, we put her in the um, in the Catholic school. The name escapes me off the top of my head, but it's on, I think it's on, yeah, it's on Route 303. Do you know what school I'm talking about? It's a Catholic school, Julie. Albertus? Yes, Albertus. Albertus Magnus. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Th- Julie, thank you and happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and your family. So I can't imagine what the schools are like now when you look at the overcrowding because of the, all the additional children, migrant children that are coming to the, into the system. And then you add the language barrier and then you go from a crowded classroom to a super overcrowded classroom. And, uh, you know, in New York City, you're, the mayor has put forth budget cuts as it relates to education, and the UFT is suing to block those budget cuts. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It is 11.44 p.m. You might as well say 11.45. 15 minutes from now, it is Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, we're going to talk politics next hour, but I want to hear from you folks also on Christmas. What are you cooking? What are you eating? What will you be doing? What are your traditions? Are there traditions that are brand new for you? Are there traditions that you've done for 10, 15, 20, 30 years? We're going to lighten it up a little bit in about 15 minutes, but we have other topics to talk about as well. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls. And we are back on this Christmas Eve. We have a lot of calls, so you have to reach me for now via social media on Twitter, X, uh, at Dominic TV. You can send me a comment. Understand, though, I may read it live. Also, you can follow me there. And I just saw a tweet that's from Curtis Sliwa. He was wishing everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from him and his uh, family. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to noon, I will be in for Brian Kilmeade. And uh, right now, we are taking your calls on a number of topics, but the one that's dominating the calls coming in right now happens to be the migrant issue. We're going to get to President Trump and the debate topic in just a moment. Let's go to Bobby on the Upper West Side in New York City. Good evening, Bobby. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Um, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same to you. Um, I, I've, I, I'm at 97th and West End Avenue. Like, this is like high rent. You, you know, you know, people own, people own multi-million dollar apartments around here in Riverside Drive. I see the migrants hassling each other, and and I'm sure that there are police reports, but it never gets in the news. So I I see I see it like becoming worse week by week. I, I'm 74 years old. I can't afford to be in a fight with a 29 year old person. I hear you, Bobby. I, I you know, it, it, it breaks my heart to, to hear what you're saying. But but you're right. Seventy four versus twenty nine. That's a big advantage for the twenty nine year old. Yeah. And and so I have to make sure that I use deadly force so that because I only yeah, have I, I, I don't recommend that. I, I strongly don't recommend that. But go ahead. No. No, but I I only have 30 seconds of fight in me with a 29-year-old person. 
Yeah, but when you start talking about deadly force, uh, you're talking about having a criminal problem yourself, a law enforcement no, no. problem. Go, go ahead, no. Bobby. No, no. I, you know what? I I carry a, a a metal level, like something that you would level cabinets with, and all. I carry a thirty-inch metal level, and I look like I'm a contractor. But if somebody screws with me, they're they're going to have first they're going to have their hands broken. Yeah, I, Bobby, I I don't I I don't agree with your tactics. I, I have to be honest with you, and I and I hope that you would change them because you're going to well, find yourself in some serious serious trouble. But Dominic, do do you want your kids? I mean, your daughter is like wonderful, and you have a grandchild to. Do you want your kids to have grandpa locked up? That's why I'm urging you not to do what you're recommending. That's exactly why I'm telling you to do exactly the opposite of what you're recommending. Yeah, but I can't I can't be in the emergency room because some some kid wanted to take me off. You, okay, you, but, but Bobby, it it sounds it to be honest with you my friend, it sounds like like you're you're waiting for a situation like that. And, no, okay. no, I, I, no, all I want to do is go to the store and buy things right. with my own money and not get, and not get uh, accosted. accosted. Right. I got okay. it. I got okay, it. Good night. Merry Bobby, Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Before we take a break, let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Good evening, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I agree with what you've been saying all night, Dominic, about this. And I would remind our foolish liberal and even leftist New York City fellow residents that Barack Obama didn't want any of the migrants to come to Martha's Vineyard and chase them off the island. And... Uh, the Bidens don't want any migrants anywhere near their Rehoboth Beach palaces. They are very big at telling every one of the city people that you should put up with them in your neighborhood, but they won't. Their hypocrisy is immense. So maybe this time around, fellow New Yorkers, you'll wake up and not vote for the left like like automatons, like robots. Maybe you'll actually think about this in about a year or so when the next election comes around. The only thing we only the only weapon we really have is our vote. That's what Dominic Agreed. is trying to tell you. Agreed. Agreed. Steve, you and I agree. Thank you so much for your call. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Steve, hit it on the head. Your vote is what matters. Bottom line. I'll be right back with you here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Merry Christmas. We are about eight minutes away from Christmas. I'll be here until 1 a.m., and then that's when Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight will get underway. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. File this one under You Can't Make This Up. The MTA is not confident. Electric buses are ready for New York City streets. The MTA is ordering new buses as part of an effort to fully electrify, if you will, its fleet by 2040. Good luck with that. Agency officials say they're weary 
of going all in as they should be on electric bu- on electric bus technologies as they're not convinced it's fully ready for New York City streets. The New York City Transit President Rich Davey told the MTA board last week, the market doesn't quite yet have what we believe is a reliable electric 60-foot bus. This uh, electric cars and so on doesn't pass the test. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Larry, Staten Island. Good evening, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. My brother Dominic, and to you and your family, a happy, healthy, Merry Christmas. Same to you and your family. The Prince of Peace is upon us. Hopefully he he inflicts us with his peace here in the city and across the American uh, nation. Agreed. Same to you, Larry. What 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 do you want to talk about this this evening? Uh, uh, early in the show, you want to know what people do on Christmas. Yes. What's their traditions and whatnot. Yes. Now I'm, I'll explain to you. You may know because your name is Dominic. You're probably Italian. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> but we celebrate uh, we celebrate the feast of the seven fishes. Ah, uh, that's what Christmas Curtis Lee was talking about earlier. But go ahead, Larry. Uh, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's it, you know what, Dominic. Believe it or not, it's more in the Italian community. It's more bigger and important than uh, Christmas Day. Uh, wow! You have to eat the. We, yeah, it is. Uh, we eat uh, the seven fishes. Uh, okay, so wait, Larry. So wait, Larry. Larry. So who cooks all the different fish? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, it used to be uh, my wife, my mother, and. Uh, and my mother-in-law, but unfortunately, the, the in-laws and the mother, they're no longer here with us anymore. So tonight, we went out to an Italian restaurant, and we celebrated the Italian uh, uh, tradition in, a, in an Italian restaurant with the seven fishes. So the restaurant prepared it. That's right. Okay, That's right. So, so one more uh, time, do you recall some of the fish that you had tonight? Oh, absolutely. We lobster tails. Shrimp, clams on a half shell, mussels. I could go on and on. It's, so each one, each dynamite. one is each one is a. Di- I thought it was a different type of fish in the Italian well, community. Uh, well, it's a, you know, it's shellfish. Uh, then there's uh, bacala. Ah, uh, okay. It's tremendous holiday. Wow. So, that's, that's, so, so you're telling me tradition. you're telling me I have to get to one, Dominic. You call me up. I'll give you my number. You come out here. You bring your your Italian butt with you, and you could eat till your face falls <laughs> off. Larry, uh, bless you and uh, uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much for that wonderful call. John in Brooklyn. Good evening, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same to you and your family. John, what's going on? I am going to be celebrating mother with my mother. She lives in an assisted living facility elsewhere in Brooklyn. Wonderful. With my sister. Wonderful. I will also mention, though, that a certain Palestinian activist has decided to cancel Christmas 
tomorrow. Uh, that's this woman. Nadine. Okay, okay, so wait, John, let me ask you a question. I'm just what? curious here. Why is it important to you what that fool is doing? I, 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 I just think it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But get this. She wants to build a nativity scene. Okay, but wait, but, but, but wait, John, John we, we can get to all of that. I okay. want you to tell me, because I wouldn't even notice what she was doing. Why? Why? Are you, I'm just curious. Why are you paying attention to this fool? Because she and her group have been disrupting Midtown and Upper West Side traffic for weeks now because of their stupid protests. But but did so, it ever occur to you that you're giving in to her? That you if you notice that she wants to cancel Christmas, who cares what she wants to do? No. Who cares? Right. Is Christmas going to be canceled? No, or, of course or, or, not. Or, or are we going to start Christmas in under two minutes? Which one is it, John? We're starting Christmas in under two minutes. Okay, so I didn't mean to cut you off. What else did you want to say? No, that's basically it. And um, I, I just want to share my Christmas greetings with the rest of the listening audience. And I hope everyone who celebrates Christmas celebrates it well in less than two minutes. Well, there you go, John. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful call and best wishes for a wonderful Christmas. Uh, hey, do me a favor, John. When you go visit your mom, tell her at the uh, at the home home tomorrow. Is that correct? John, is that correct? Yes. Okay, tomorrow you're going to visit your mom? Yes. Tell her that, that her friends at WABC wish her the very best and wish her a very special uh, Christmas, okay? Can you do that for us? I certainly will. Okay, and because, you too. because I'm more interested in your mother than that fool that's pushing, pushing these uh, Palestinian issues. Let her push them. You want, you, want to, you want to go in front of a bridge? Go in front of the bridge. Do whatever you want to do, lady, but you're not getting under my skin. Thank you, John. You're not getting my attention. Folks, Christmas is upon us. I am so happy to be here with you. We will be right back for our number two. WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way 
He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase It's from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to And the good morning and happy holidays. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Merry Christmas from the Katsimatidis family, from the owner, operators of WABC, Margot Katsimatidis, John Katsimatidis, our company president, Chad Lopez, and on down the line from our family to your family Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, uh, all the holidays that are included today. Put them in there, and we send our loves to to you. And here is how I define family. If you are one person listening to the radio right now at home by yourself, you are part of our family. And so that's how I define family. No one is alone right now through the vehicle of the radio, of this broadcast, online, we are all one family together celebrating Christmas. And we are taking your telephone calls this hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We will talk the issue of migrants, of Trump in debates, but I also want to focus equally, as equally, on Christmas I would like to hear some of your traditions. We just heard some coming up until the top of the hour on what you and your family or perhaps what you are doing today on on Christmas, a special meal, a special visit, spending time with family members. I, I want to hear from you folks on what makes you happy on on this day. And I don't want anyone within the sound of my voice to be down or to feel blue today. Because if you are feeling blue, give me a call and and let's let's talk let's talk together. 
But as it relates to some of the issues, and we see some of the calls on standby from Los Angeles to Highlands to Queens, we're going to get to Walter in Los Angeles in just a moment. But as far as the debate, debates on this Christmas Day, former President Donald Trump indicated Friday that he may be willing to take the stage at a future Republican primary debate. Masterful how he avoided all the ones in the past. And he says that if there's one challenger between him and the party's nomination, that he may debate debate that individual. So he refused to take part in any of the four Republican National Committee sanctioned forums thus far, citing his dominance in the polls. And if you were leading like Trump, you wouldn't have debated either. So he told radio host, uh, talk show radio host, Hugh Hewitt, that that might change if his lead goes down. And he also says that he wants to debate Biden, even though he says Democrats control the debates and the debates with Democrats in control are just not fair. That's right. No, they're totally corrupt. They're totally Democrat leaning. That's being nice when I use the word leaning. Uh, They are totally corrupt and uh, they're terrible. With that being said, uh, I would do 20 debates, even if it was organized by them, or do as many debates as they want. I do a debate every night with this guy. But Will you do a debate with any of the Republican people challenging you? If after New Hampshire there's only one Republican left, will you debate that Republican? Uh, yeah, I would. If it was very close, I would debate that Republican. Interesting. The plot thickens. Now, you listen to this program, you know that I'm not a conspiracy guy. But this one has me raising my eyebrows. Maybe you folks know something I don't know. A record number of migrants are taking their first step to becoming residents of New York City by signing up for the IDNYC cards. The municipal card, part of the largest such program in the U.S. and launched in 2015 by then-Mayor Bill de Blasio, can be used as personal identification and verification to obtain local services ranging from health care and school enrollment for kids to use, to use, that is, of the public library and for employment and some financial transactions. And so migrants signing up for NYC ID cards in record numbers with more than 112 thousand awarded in 2023 let's start with uh, some of your telephone calls on this christmas morning good morning dominic carter here with you talk radio 77 wabc i'm going to go to los angeles in a second but let's start with edward in tampa florida good morning edward and uh, merry christmas to you and your family yeah, Merry Christmas. I just got back from a vacation in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. But a tradition for me is and I have my uh, younger brother who's uh, visiting from Chicago because uh, 50 years in Chicago, but we relocated here uh, in uh, May to Tampa Bay. And it's to go to church in the morning and then have breakfast. We're more breakfast than dinner types, but... Yeah, that is a oh, and then having a ham dinner. Okay, so of, wait, uh, so wait a minute, Edward. So, so you said you go to church in the morning. What time is service right. normally? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, and how long does it normally run? 
Uh, it's about an hour. And then you eat breakfast afterwards. Right, right. In- interesting. And and on Christmas Day, what do you have for breakfast? Is it a regular breakfast or a special one? It's 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 a regular breakfast, but it's more special in the afternoon when we have uh, like a dinner, like I mentioned, the ham dinner. And the ham dinner. What else is served? Yeah, so we got um, some pasta. We got some uh, rolls, potatoes. Mm. We got a nice mix. <laughs> wow, it sounds delicious. So what makes the Christmas breakfast special? Part of that, uh, all, all the uh, families together. I mean, I have no sisters, but it's just uh, I have one younger brother, so it's all three of us. And my mother, so it's all three of us. That's what makes it uh, very special, that all three of us are together. And do you exchange gifts? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But it's more the family time. It's more the family time, right. Wow. And you just got back from uh, Rio. Rio, Where did you go again? Uh, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, yep. Wow. Sounds wonderful. Great experience. Edward, thank you for the call. Happy holidays to you and your family calling this morning from Tampa, Florida. Let's go to Adam and Mineola. Good morning, Adam, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas, sir. I just wanted to say I went to church this morning, and we had the Christmas play, you know, talking about the birth of Jesus Christ today. And I was in the place about my fifth or sixth year doing it. And then we had the big breakfast afterwards, you know, bacon, sausage, eggs, pancakes, grits, salmon cakes. Wow. You know, and uh, I just... Instead of talking about politics all the time, I wanted to share that with you. That well, I did I'm glad. Today for the Lord. I'm glad. And so, and so you're in the play. You're in the play every year. Every year, sir. 1070 Brookside Avenue, Uniondale, New York, Tabernacle Church. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, Adam, thank you for that, and um, congratulations on your theatrical uh, experiences. And uh, the food sounds delicious. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Let, I'm going to go to Brandon in New Jersey, but first let's go to Walter in Los Angeles. Good morning, Walter. Merry Christmas. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Merry Christmas, Dom, and everybody. Uh, the, the immigration invasion just gets worse, I want to tell the people. I hear people calling. They're in their neighborhoods, knocking on their doors. It just gets worse. We had it in California for the last 50 years, and it's horrible because the Democrats want to invade the country with third worlders, and the Republicans want to pretend that that they're doing something, but they're doing nothing. So it's get used to it. Wave hello to your new neighbors. Your country's been invaded. You lost it. Enjoy Christmas, but you've lost your country. There's nothing you can do about it. You're going to get 40 million people out. Did you hear Trump say they're going to do it on a case-by-case basis? $40 million? That takes 500 years to get them out of here. So it's just a, it's all aroused. They want them in here, and you got to just accept it that your neighborhoods have been invaded. Uh, watch your football games, drink your beer, eat your turkey, eat your ham, and wave goodbye to your country. Go Buchanan, go Buchanan, go Buchanan, go. Go Buchanan, go Buchanan. Walter, go Buchanan. Walter, can you – don't cut him off. Can you tell me why – I don't want to use profanity on Chris. Why do you do that? Walter, are you still well, with like me? Other, 
I've heard other people do it. Walter, and- Walter. Well, do you know how stupid that sounds? It's Christmas, man. I- is it necessary to do that? Your country's being a day. Walter, 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 Walter. I took your call. I let you have your say. And you have to disrespect me like that at the end of the call? It's Christmas. Do you have no shame? It's Christmas. Why would you do that? I took your call. Oh, it's funny. Hey, look at me. You sound like a complete fool. Like a complete idiot. Why would you do that? On Christmas Day when I'm taking your call, letting you have your say, and you do something like that. Let's go to Brandon in New Jersey on this Christmas morning. You're not going to ruin my mood, not on Christmas Day. Brandon, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Merry good morning. Christmas. It's Same to you and your family. Fun. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, some Christmas traditions. The first one is waiting till the last possible second to wrap the presents. So I just got <laughs> done with that. <laughs> how many? How many yeah. presents? Um, a good, uh, I don't know, a good 20 or 30, I guess. Oh, oh my God. What time did you start? Uh, I started, I guess about 10 o'clock. So, you know. Hey, but that's pretty good. You you got it done in a a little under two and a half hours, but did you put bowls on top of uh, each package? Each gift? No, nothing fancy like that. Nothing uh, fancy. Just, nah, just wrap it in paper and uh, write a name on it. You know, I, but, um, I find, you know, Brandon, I want you to make your, your comment, but what I got to work on next year, so, right, so I get the wrapping paper, right, and then I wrap them, and I got to buy, like, like 12 packs of scotch tape, right, because I got to get every mm-hmm. crease to make sure it doesn't rip, the paper doesn't rip, and, you know, I got grandkids, so it's got to be done right. But then, instead of just putting a little bow, I got to get creative, and I got to go get a big bow. And the big bows cost like $2.50 each. Now, times 20 gifts, like you said, you do the math, right? And then I can't mm-hmm. just put one bow. I want to put two and three and do a color scheme. It, it's crazy, Brandon. But anyway, go ahead with what you were saying. Uh, I was just saying, uh, you know, on Christmas Day, we open presents and uh, watch a Christmas story on TV because, you know, they play that on a loop. Yes. And, uh, you know, order some Chinese food and just relax for the day. That's, so that's so no one do. does no one does any cooking. No, no, just uh, you know, order from the. Now, how the many how many people are present? How many family members? Oh, it's small. It's just uh, immediate family. It's my mom, uh, myself, my son. You know, we just get together and and have some dinner. So hey, but but do you notice the blessing in that, Brandon? What you just said? Yeah, your mom. Yeah, and absolutely. she she gets to celebrate another Christmas with you, and we should never take that for granted because you know the alternative. We all know the uh, the alternative, but that's wonderful, man. And so you're going to get up and watch watch the movie, and then what? And then uh, you know we'll we'll order the food. Um, you know we'll open presents first. Probably have the movie on in the background. And, okay, so what do you uh, want for Christmas? Me. Yes. Um, uh, me, I don't. I'm not really concerned about myself. It's more about you know my son and and oh, my mom. Nice. You know, giving them a good Christmas. How yeah. How old is your son? He's nine. Okay. Can you tell us what Santa got him? Um, he uh, got him some you know some Legos. He likes. Uh, All right. Yeah, he likes that. He um, 
you know, wanted some uh, prank gifts, uh, you know, to fool his friends and stuff. So I got him some stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that, that, that is, that is wonderful. Brandon, thank you for the call. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. You know, what's interesting uh, on Christmas for me, folks. um, I really do feel, I feel like I have everything within reason, right? So every year to family members, I'll say it used to be a tie, right? I would say, get dad a nice tie. And I mean a very nice tie. And then that would be it, right? A very nice tie, that uh, ties that I've had for years. But now I, I have so many ties. So I will say, get me some gold toe socks. Tony, Tony, I want to know what, what do you, what do you like for Christmas? But gold toe socks or t-shirts, t-shirts and underwear, because it seems like they just my underwear just disappear, Tony, and my T-shirts. <laughs> you can never run out of, of drawers, man. Socks, there you go. Okay? There you go. You know, there the, you more, go. the more the merrier. There you go. Yeah, especially you know for two people that went away to college and lived in the dorms, we know how it is. Okay? There you go. What do you want for Christmas? You know, I, I really don't want anything. I'm, you know, you know the story with me and my mother. Um, I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. I, I was going to let you say it. Yeah, um, she's seventy four, has early stage of dementia, and you t- you help take care yeah, of her, yeah, and you do a damn good job. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, th- today, which is Christmas, um, I, I, I ordered some food um, that that can last for us for like for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and I bought her some UGG boots. You know, long as long as my they, mother they, has they're expensive. Hey. It is what it is. That's my mother. She did for me, you know, for so, for, wow. so much, for so many years. Um, I woke up um, Sunday morning. You know, my, my nephew um, drove me down to the to the shoe store, got the UGG boots, so I'm straight. As long as she has something, I'm good. You know, everything else is irrelevant, man. You know. Now, now how about something for yourself? I got my mother. Wow. Because tomorrow's not, tomorrow's not promised to nobody, man. It's not. You know, because, you know, I only have one parent left now. Um, All right, thanks, man. Ten years ago, my father died suddenly Thanksgiving weekend. So I don't take I don't take holidays for granted, you know, because I never thought um, Thanksgiving morning when I called to wish him happy Thanksgiving that was the last time I was going to speak to him. So you never know. You never know. So hey, I'm happy that I have my mother here with me, you know, back in Brooklyn, and we're going to celebrate Christmas. I'll, I'll make dinner. I mean, I'll make breakfast for, breakfast for her tomorrow morning when I get when I get home. Um, give her a gift, watch the basketball now, game. No, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get out of here till about five thirty six a.m., correct? Correct. Yeah, I get up, and yeah. you're going to go home and make breakfast? Yeah, I usually get up like around 8 or 9 o'clock, because that's when she gets up. I make sure she takes some medicine, you know, and then make sure she eats. I, you know, you know that, that's my daily regimen, and I don't, I don't complain about it. You know, since I've been here for six months, you know, you and I have talked. I have, I, have, I have so much respect for you. I was not going to mention your mother mm-hmm. uh, unless you brought it up. I but, appreciate that. But, but um, I've watched you take care of her, mm-hmm. and you do an outstanding job. Thank you. Thank you. Outstanding job. Thank and you. See, that's what the holiday is all about. That's what it's all about. Dominic Carter here with you on this Christmas morning. We want to talk to you folks about the issues. We see the calls coming in about the migrants. I promise we're going to get to them. Los Angeles, Highland, Pearl River, Yonkers, Long Island. We're going to get to them. We have a lot of time left before the top of the hour. But I also want to talk about Christmas, the traditions. You just heard Tony 
what he just said about him and his mom. He takes care of her and works here and doesn't leave here to 5.36 a.m. in the morning and then has to commute back home to Brooklyn and then get up and make his mother breakfast. And he's thankful that he has his mother. That's what Christmas is about. Let's go to Teddy and Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, what's on your mind, Teddy? Uh, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And uh, I know it's early and a happy new year and a healthy new year, you and your whole family. Thank you. And I want to commend you on your performance last night. And I I called a number of my students. They're not true here, the supporters. And Dominic... I, like I said, I agree with you 99% of the time. First of all, you were articulate, and you made excellent points about Mr. Giuliani. Uh, but I have to say he did not come off in the most positive light, Dom. And uh, there were eloquent people who were speaking. Now, you might say that they have their own agenda, and perhaps they do. Dominic, I mean, I'm you, you do it. Wait, wait, Teddy, Teddy. Wait, yes. first, you're referring to the special that I was a part of yes. on uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani that was on CNN. And yes. I think I was in parts one, two, and three, I believe. I believe. Yeah. I, and I, it, you do understand that the entire series had an agenda to begin with, right? Well, they wanted, the, the, I think it was titled The, the it, it was titled What Happened to America's Mayor. And I saw my role in the series because, frankly, out of all the people that were talking, I didn't see any of them covering Giuliani. It was me at City Hall, and I saw my role as telling the truth and defending him. You say whatever you want, Teddy. I'm going to give you a say. You say whatever you want about Giuliani. No one can take away from the fact that he was one of the best mayors ever. Of yes, the city of the city of New York. Yes, he was. I concur and, with you on that. And so, and so, you know, Teddy. So, so, what we, happened to him? Well, well wait. Let, let me just say this. So, so we the Christmas party was the other night here at WABC. And again, thank you to Margot Casamitidis and John Casamitidis for believing in me. And Teddy, let me just say this: there are certain things that I can't say publicly. But when I but when I say these people are there for you. They are there for you. They have been there for me. But I'm not at liberty to to discuss that publicly because I don't know if they want these types of things out there. But they're the real deal. Here's where I'm going with the story. So okay. so the Casamitidis, they have the Christmas party. And uh, I think it was last Wednesday night. And this was the night before uh, the former mayor filed for uh, bankruptcy. And he walked in. And, you know, Teddy, believe me, I used to bring the fire to Giuliani every day. He will tell you. He's talked about it on his radio show. But the type of man that he is to me, to me, Teddy, he walked in and he said, hey, Dominic. And he walked up and I don't even know if I should reveal this, but he kissed me and he kissed me on my forehead and he he held my face and looked at me and I said, Hey, Mr. Mayor, how are you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And then, and then he got up and spoke. And I, I guess I should not say what he said in the speech because he, I don't, I don't, that was, I don't know if that was for public consumption, but, but that's the type of guy that he is. The, Teddy, what I'm trying to say to you, there are some former 
politicians in New York City that don't speak to me today because they feel that I've ruined their shot at becoming mayor of New York City. And yet here's Giuliani that I gave the fire to every day, day after day, month after month, year after year. And on his worst day, he walked in. He didn't know anybody was looking and kissed me. I didn't expect it. Kissed me on my forehead. It was just a term of affection that meant the world to me. But anyway, Teddy, go right ahead. Yeah, uh, I I, I totally understand that, and uh, the, you know the relationship you had with him. And I, I'm just curious, and I, I don't know if you are at liberty to speak about this, but I'll ask the question. No harm in asking. When you say you put him to the fire, is there a specific example that you can give me? There, 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 there are plenty. So, for example, I'll just give you one or two. So, for example. Um, Whenever the, like the the Amadou Diallo case, when Mrs. Diallo came from Africa to America, uh, it's well documented in books that she left the mayor of New York, Mr. Giuliani, waiting in the same hotel I was at. And she came directly to me and did a full interview with me, which was disrespectful. It would be disrespectful to any mayor. Uh, On the Diallo case, uh, all, all, all the protests that were at one police plaza, when black elected officials uh, were getting arrested every day. I was the reporter at City Hall that was asking Giuliani all the questions. It's all, Teddy, it's all documented. Uh, it's in books. It's, in, it's on tapes. Uh, for example, the, the Patrick Dorisman case, when Giuliani said the guy was no choir boy, I was the reporter that said, excuse me, Mr. Mayor, he actually was a choir boy. So I can go on and on. And then Giuliani Giuliani and I would go tit for tat. But my point is that he is the man. Giuliani is the man because he took the questions. We have the mayor of Chicago talking about, I'm not doing any interviews with with, uh, white reporters. And Giuliani sat down with me, and and he knew that I I was coming at him every single day. And he stood up there and dealt with it. I I will have enormous respect for Rudy Giuliani for the rest of my life. I don't know the details, Teddy, of uh of that case, uh, the particulars. I just know Rudy Giuliani, and I know Trump, but I know Giuliani even better. And I'm telling you that he's a good man. He he may have his critics, but he's a good man. Teddy, go ahead and wrap up your your comment, yeah. please. I, I totally respect you because you know him better than most people. It, here's a hypothetical. I know it'll, it would never happen. In today's time, as a politician, could Giuliani win the mayorship of New York City ever again if he wanted to run? If he was- no, no, no. Why? Because, because our, our, our political system is broken. You, you have people that cater to progressives that, frankly, cater to the black community. They don't deliver, uh, but they cater to progressives, and our system is broken. And someone like a, Giuli- a Giuliani, he's what, exactly what the city needs. Somebody that's going to come in and on day one say, I'm not playing the game of political correctness. Media, you're in check. You are my program, and that's that. 
he couldn't get elected today. I agree with that. And I'll sign off by saying I don't care for the progressives at all. I'm of your ilk and your mindset. And I think you know that about me. I may disagree with you on some things, but for the most part, you and I are on the same AM, FM wavelength. And with that, I'll sign off. And everybody at ABC, have a good holiday season and be healthy and safe, all of you. Well, that's wonderful of you to say, Teddy. Same right back at you. And what Teddy was referring to is the uh, C- the CNN special uh, that I was part of. Uh, but but I knew my role going on Giuliani. I knew my role going in, and um, I knew that they they would have ninety percent critics, and I was not there in that capacity. My capacity, the way I saw my role, was to tell the truth. Everybody sits down, and and everybody's an expert. Oh, Giuliani this and Giuliani that, and I recall hogwash. You weren't even there. Ninety percent of the people that you see on these CNN specials, they weren't even there. They're just reading scripts from what a Google search showed of what the person was like during those times. I could not be part of a series like that. I've got to be the real deal to recall history the way that I observed it, the way that I was part of it, or I'm not going to be involved. When we come back on this Christmas morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, we're going to Pat in Connecticut, David in Los Angeles, Robert in Pearl River, Erie on Long Island. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where those streets are Listen and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow, the snow. So then I, I, I am dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano on the other side of Midnight, a programming note. I will be back in just a few hours, 10 a.m. until noon, and for Brian Kill Me. Let's go back to the phones. Pat in Connecticut, good morning. Merry Christmas. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, good morning. Thanks for taking my call in, a, in like, twice in a week. I appreciate it. Um, a tradition, I don't have a comment or anything, but I'm going to talk to you about our Christmas tradition. Okay. We usually, do prime, we usually do prime rib every year, and we usually do it on Christmas Day, but we we do it, we were going to do it tonight, so we did it tonight. But we usually do it Christmas Day, because I had to work on Tuesday, but since I was sick, so we just had my mom over. And uh, her mother, my wife, did a nice prime rib dinner, mm. green bean casserole, cornbread casserole, and 
Mm. So we shouldn't have, but (laughs) one thing I'm grateful for is I'm grateful to be alive. I told you about my ordeal and, uh, with the septic shock and, um, during that time, two days before my mom was in the hospital, she broke her femur and, um, she just got out of rehab yesterday. So I'm grateful she's here. We're going to take care of her until she's done with her therapy and all. So that's the least we could do. And I'm grateful she's here and she celebrated with my wife. My wife's a trooper for putting up with everybody. But that's all I had to say, Dominic. And I'm also grateful. I consider you a friend and, and you're a good guy. Well, thank you. And, um, I'm so happy to, to hear, um, as again, as it relates to your health and your wife being a trooper and your your mom doing well and and what you said you have to be thankful for we all should be thankful for pat because we we take so much for granted every single day each and every one of us and we never know you know when that last day is upon us and and, 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 and almost happened to me dominic right but it didn't but it didn't pat no. Thank you. Thank you so much and happy holidays to you and your family, your mother, your wife, and tell, tell your wife, thank you for all she's doing. And please tell your mother to hang in there. And of course you hang in there, Pat. Thank you. Let's go from Connecticut to Pennsylvania. Good morning, David. Merry Christmas. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Dominic, happy holidays to you and yours. Thank you. I have a suggestion for, uh, I guess it's uh, the current administration, the Biden administration, and, and all the people that are affiliated with that all throughout all 50 states. Why not, for the sake of, uh, let's say, uh, climate change, all people that make over $100,000 a year have to put in a garden in their front yard, a big garden instead of grass. People over a hundred thousand dollar income, combined couples, whatever, something like that, should have to plant vegetables, flowers, plants like that that are more ecologically friendly. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to hang up and listen. Okay. Well, David, uh, wait, wait, wait. Don't don't hang, David. David, you left me. Uh, okay. I, I wish I wish that you you hadn't left, David. Um, I hear you. And, you know, I've been to Pennsylvania many, many times. And, you know, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. But um, what's the most polite way I can say this on Christmas morning? To people that spend considerable money for their homes, I I don't think they want to plant a uh, vegetable garden uh, in their front front yards. But, but, you know, maybe in the backyard, maybe off to the side, you know, it's a it's a a novel approach, a novel idea. Thank you, thank you so much uh, for the uh, call. Let's go to let's see. I'm trying to wait to see who's on line two here. Okay, let's go to Cheryl in Cincinnati. Good morning, Cheryl, and Merry Christmas. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I just had to call and uh, wish you and your family. Uh, the merriest Christmas possible and happy new year. Thank you. Same um, to you. I enjoy your show so much every night. I, I have trouble sleeping. And so I, um, when I listen to you, you just relax me and, uh, I, en- I just enjoy everything you do. You do such a professional job. 
Well, thank and, you. Um, thank you. Anyway, so I'm just really looking forward to Christmas. So, so Cheryl, what, 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 what are you doing for Christmas? Well, we started tonight, basically. We, we went to church tonight, um, and we, we met our family over there, our sons, and um, that was really nice and special. Um, gets everything off to a good start. And then tomorrow we're going to go over to one of my son's houses, and um, which is nice. He's in a new home, and I don't congratulations. <laughs> and you don't have to cook. That's the key part. You got that right. I I do hate to cook. So no no cleaning, no cooking, none of that. That's right. Now the wrapping was was rough, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, this is our first Christmas with our little granddaughter. I mean, well. It's our second one with her, but it'll be the first one she knows what's going on. Right. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> as as you should be, Cheryl. We want you to enjoy it. Merry Christmas, and thank you so much for the call. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. And so to Cheryl's point, she said that sometimes she can't sleep. This is a true story. True story, folks, of my life, right? So once I get off the radio... And I've got to take a break soon. Sometimes it's hard for me to fall right asleep. And so, Tony, what, what do they call these these Apple things? Uh, Air, AirPods? What, what do you call these things? The, the AirPods. AirPods. Yeah, I got AirPods. it right. Yeah. Okay. So what I do is I put the AirPods in and I turn, make sure the lights are out and I go to YouTube and I click on one of the videos where it's raining with thunder. I love the rain, right? So since I was a little boy... You know, I wanted to go when it's raining. I want to go. There was a song. I want to go outside in the rain. You think I'm crazy, but I, I want to go outside. I know I can't sing. You folks have already told me I can't sing. Don't send me no emails that I can't sing. I got it. It's Christmas. So anyway, so I put the AirPods in and I turn on the um, the YouTube, the raining, thunder. And Tony, I fall asleep, fall asleep. I'm gone. Now, I told you this damn Libre 2, right? Uh, diabetic, the thing in my arm, and I'm asleep, but I got the AirPods in. I've been asleep for an hour 45. It's almost impossible for me to go to sleep. Now, I got to be to work tonight, and all of a sudden, I hear the alarm. Ring, ring, ring. It wakes me up, and I wanted to throw the, the um, iPhone and the AirPods and Libre 2 out the window. But this time it worked. This stuff is crazy. So it, it, I looked at the, I didn't know what the alarm was. I looked at the alarm and I'm like, is it the phone? Is it, is it, is it ABC? I got to go in the air in 15 minutes? Is, is, is it Matt Meany, our program director? What, what's going on? And it said, your blood sugar is low. Check. And the worst feeling in the world is when your blood sugar goes drastically low. You've got to get it up real fast or you've got to sit down or get to a doctor. It's the worst feeling in the world. And so I'm looking at this thing and I'm on an hour 45 sleep. I really want to throw it out the window. I put it up on my arm and sure enough, my blood sugar level was 58, which means you got to get it up. So I don't know with this Libre 2 how it could check my sugar when it's not up to my arm. I, I guess it's Bluetooth. Tony, I guess it's technology. Don't you just love modern day technology, man? Because... Wow, that's but, a blessing. But you know what? But from now on, 
I'm not going to sleep with the AirPods <laughs> in my ear. It'll have to alert me when I when I wake up. Folks, we've got to take a break on this Christmas morning. Again, I will be back from 10 a.m. until noon in for Brian Kilmeade. We see your calls, Los Angeles, Pearl River, Long Island. Calls coming in. We will be right back. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Christmas Day here at WABC. Our program director, Matt Meany, is here at the station. And I hope he's my boss. And I hope that he doesn't mind that we're blowing past the chronicles of Dominic Carter this morning. Simply so that we can have more time with you folks on the phone on this Christmas Day. Merry Christmas on behalf of WABC. On behalf of the Katsimatidis family, on behalf of Margot Katsimatidis, John Katsimatidis, from our family to yours, Merry Christmas. Let's go to Steve in New Jersey. Good morning, Steve, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Dom. Dom, I thought I'd just give you my thoughts on the true meaning of the holiday, all right? It is faith-based. Don't worry, Dom, I'm not a cleric, I'm not a biblical scholar or a theologian. I'll put it in simple layman's terms. Ready? Live a life filled with peace love, and doing good unto others. You'll ensure your salvation in the afterlife. But wait, Dom, it's a little deeper than that. Learn to decipher right from wrong and good from evil. There are forces in, in this country, as we know right now, trying to blur the lines between the two. All right, And don't just forget the spirit. Dom, you're old enough to remember there was a New York TV station back in the 70s. Remember? They'd get their host by the tree, and they'd all sing, we need a little Christmas to write this very minute. Do you remember that? Yes, sing a little bit. Go yes. ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Let, let's, need- let, go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. We need a little Christmas. Right, I can't remember that part either, right? Go ahead. What's the rest of it? We need a little Christmas now. So, folks, when this day is over, keep the spirit of Christmas going. We're going to need it to to, to save our country. I really think we do, Dom. All right. Merry Christmas to all, please. That's as political as I'll get tonight. Okay. Well, 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 I'm going to pass on the thought, Steve, because I'm trying to get as many calls up until the next five and a half minutes when uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight starts. I'm taking your calls and I want to hear from you folks. I'm about to go to Robert and uh, Pearl River uh, in terms of uh, some of the local issues, but traditions, what you're doing today. It's Christmas Day. Uh, uh, Do you have any special traditions? What's on the plate? 
What's, what are you doing with the day? How much time are you spending with family? I really would like to hear from you folks. And, of course, I'll be back in just a few hours, 10 a.m. until noon, in for Brian Kilmeade, Robert and Pearl River. Merry Christmas, and you are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, how you doing, Dominic? Merry Christmas to you. Same to you. Go right ahead, please, Robert. Yeah, I love, uh, you know, uh, uh, Andy Williams had great ones. Uh, he was a great singer. I will also about the guy who, I don't know what was wrong with that guy. I was talking about Trump, but Trump is going to check his list and remove who's naughty and keep who's going to be nice. If he comes back, hopefully he will. So I won't worry about that. And the country will be fine. Uh, but I'm just sitting in front of uh, a long line, but I'm still happy at McDonald's because I don't cook and get something to eat. So but I'm happy because it's Christmas and I'm alive. There you, know, you go, no Robert. Man. There you go. Continue, please. I go to the gym in the morning at 7, and it's open 7 to 12. I'm happy for that. That's also a Christmas plus. And, um, hey, hey Robert, 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 yeah. um, I'm going to meet you at the gym. Wait, what time did you say it's open? It's open at 7 at, at, uh, tomorrow, Christmas Day, and it closes at 12. And that's 7, 7 to 12? Okay, so I'll be there yeah. at 2 p.m., and let's work out for like five hours. Nice. <laughs> it's, yeah, a, it. it's a joke, Robert. It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, I know. You know, Robert, I, I, I'm not even going to start with the New Year's resolution of going to the gym because why lie to myself and, you know, but, but I'm glad, I'm glad that you're going. So wait, so wait a minute now you're, you're at McDonald's in Rockland County and it, it's open. Yeah, I first went to the diner, but they closed. I got there too late. I had a long nap, and, uh, you know, I'm off from work. And then I went to the McDonald's in Spring Valley. They were closed, but the one in Nanuet is always open. It never closed, but it's a uh, very long line. On, on Route 59. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. People are getting frustrated and leave the line. I mean, I just— The, the line know, is that long? Yeah, it's very long. There's just no places open. And so I'm, so I'm so I'm just curious, Robert. Uh, what are you going to order? Um, I'm going to order um, uh, Big Mac, one quarter pounder with cheese, small fries, and mm. uh, probably iced tea. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So I'm going to have hungry. Mm. All, all I can all I can do, Robert, is go. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, I can get you well, and and what about you? Said tomorrow you don't cook, so you're not going somewhere I don't for dinner cook at all. And yeah, yeah, it'll be the diner and uh, the Nanuit diner. I don't cook uh, very well. You know, parents passed away a long time. I'm 60, uh, 61 January mm. 2nd. But I don't cook. You know, I just I just rather eat. I buy stuff from ShopRite and, you know, make it, you know, sandwiches by the, the roasted chicken. But I do for myself pretty good. But uh, cooking yeah, is something I never really enjoyed to do. You know, I should do it, but you know you save money, but... Uh, I just never learned to do it, really. And uh, Well, Robert, happy holidays and count your blessings because you have tremendous thank blessings. And Merry Christmas uh, to you. Uh, thank you for the call, Robert. Let's go to Ari, Long Island. Good morning, Ari. Uh, Merry Christmas. You're How on Talk you? Radio 77 WABC. I'm well. Thank you. So happy holidays to you. Same to you, Ari. Um, go right ahead. I just wanted to ask you, like, I'm a little, like, perturbed, I would say the word is. Um, I see, like, the news, like, right after October 7th. Can I get a little, not political, can I just speak about news for a second? Ari, I got two minutes. Whatever you're going to do, you better hit it and quit it real fast. Here's my question. So after October 7th, 
right away all the every single Fox, CNN, all the legacy media, they were all talking about Israel and and covering the whole story. Ari, you got to move a little. You got to move a little faster. We have one more call and after at, you. Go ahead. As time moves on, they keep on just it's it's just forgotten, and there are still many hostages. Yes. still stuck in Gaza and yes. suffering. Yes, and they so are suffering. Can't. Keep the pressure, what Ari. Do as, Ari, keep the pressure. Keep the pressure on 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 your. Okay, Ari, thank you for the call. Keep the pressure on your lawmakers. Keep the pressure on uh, on uh, public officials. Keep the pressure on media. Chris, Suffolk County, Merry Christmas. What's on your mind? Oh, I'm glad I got on there last minute. Thank you. <laughs> I want to wish you a good Christmas and a happy new year. And I just really want to tell you, I enjoy your show and I look forward to it every night, every night before I go to bed. My Mara said, where are you going? I said, I got to go listen to Dominic. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Chris, so you and I are like, we're having a, like a little secret thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Chris, to you, your family, everyone. Folks, nobody's alone today. You have WABC with you all day, shows all day long. We will be with you on this Christmas day again. Thank you to the Casamitini's family. From the Casamitini's family, I'll be back at 10 a.m. Have a great day, folks. Merry Christmas.